Hello, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Monster 8, the pilot show, the podcast hosted by me, Brandon. It is Sunday, so we've got a few things planned tonight. We've got two episodes of From to talk about. We've got a little bit of sports, a little bit of life, and a couple movies to talk about when I was hanging out with Jake the other night. So, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun show. Probably get you in out under 45 minutes. That's the plan. We're not going to be here super late. It's not going to be some epic one winding tale. You know how Brandon always talks every week. This winding epic you know, story and all these characters and all these crazy adventures that I go on. You know, if you've read, you've heard the show, you know what's happening. <laughs> if you like what you've heard, spread the good word. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can get Monster 8 the Pilot. Um, yeah, make sure you tell your friends and neighbors about it. Tell your mothers about it because I love mothers. I love your mothers. I love all your mothers. <laughs> Yeah, man. Uh, yeah, I don't have a whole lot planned, so it's going to be kind of a wild, fun show. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I don't even know where do we go from here. How do we do this again? I ask this every week. How do I start this show? I kind of forget. I kind of I don't even know where to begin. You know, had a good week, I think. Had a little bit more motivation in the past couple of days, man. You know, we'll get right into it. We're going to life talk, man. Uh, you know, Wednesday, had my therapy session. I think we had a good session going back and forth. She told me to take more time off for myself. So I've got myself a nice little six-day little vacation thing coming up here later in the month. Uh, corresponds with Nashville coming on up to Columbus for the uh, Crew Nashville 2 game. Um, my friend Bree's supposed to be coming up for that, and she's supposed to be on the show. I don't know if she remembers that or not. I need to message her about that. But hey, you do remember you're supposed to be on the podcast, you idiot. You know? That's how you speak to your friends. You, you you just berate them. Berate them and yell at them and treat them like garbage. That's how you make friends. That's how you keep friends. You know? Right? That's how I've kept my friends over the years. Is I make them feel like garbage if they ever left me. Nah, it should be a good time. My mother's having surgery, which, you know, uh, you know, fingers crossed goes well. She's getting her knee replaced. Brandon's not too far away from that himself. His knees are garbage. He's old. He's so old. You know how old, you know, old Brandon here is? Old-ass Brandon, you know how old this guy is? He got to start taking cholesterol medication. He had to pick up his prescription for his cholesterol medication. That's right. That young kid, you know, you knew back in high school. The young, the happy-go-lucky you know, guy you see before you. Has to get his cholesterol medication. Went to the doctor. I can't even look at the results, man. I'm terrified to look at them. Like I said, I have that feeling every time I go, he's going to be like, yeah, you're dead, dude. You're just dead. So, I don't know. i got to go back in six months to make sure everything's going well. Um, I'm trying to find it. Man, I was having trouble because, of course, um, I tried to do it online to check my results. And it was like, oh, you know, thumbprint. So I did the thumbprint. It's like, oh, we have new terms of service. Can you please agree to this? I push, I agree. And then it would take me back to the thumbprint. I'm like, okay, no problem. Thumbprint again. Back to terms of service. And then it was just a revolving door. And Brandon is one of those guys who's not easily, like, uh, like not detracted. He's not easily... He's definitely easily... Uh... Now I forgot two words. I've forgotten two words. Distracted. I'm definitely easily distracted. But, you know, I'm not one of those guys you can, like, push away easily. I I have a willpower sometimes. And also, I can kind of just hone in on things. So for, like, five minutes, I kept pushing my thumb down and then going to the terms of service and agreeing to it and then putting my thumb down to go to agree to the terms of service again. 
It was pretty fun, actually. Uh, let's see. God, I don't even remember what this is anymore. Is it my email? Let's go over this stuff together, bro. Yep, login failed. We're not going to go over this stuff together because Brandon doesn't even know what his freaking login stuff is anymore. <laughs> um, Login again? What is this? Come on, Brandon. This is just riveting podcast content. I understand, guys. I get it. I got five more attempts. <laughs> it's going to be a great show. Oh, not easily detract, not detracted. What the, what the fuck is that word? God, I need an assistant who can just tell me words. Who was I listening to the other day? I was listening to Marin talking to Brendan Frazier. Oscar winner Brendan Frazier. That old, the interview is before the Oscars. And they were talking about how they just lose words. Like, you know, just words are just gone. They're like, uh? And I am definitely getting there. Like I said, I'm old ass. I'm cholesterol taking, cholesterol medicine taking Brandon here. Man, old as dirt. Old as a old sock. See, I've got a funny word. Man, it's going to be one of them shows, guys. It's going to be a wild, wonderful show. Yeah, but I think everything else is fine. Blood pressure seemed good. Um, I don't know. Some people's like, I tell them like, oh, wow, that's super high. And then I go look. It's like, no, that's like below. It's like, it's like, pretty low it's on the scale like in like good in a very good range i don't remember the numbers but it's like good it's like that sounds good right i look it up yep it's good but then i tell somebody oh my god you got really high blood pressure you're dying i'm like no i'm not you idiot what do you know you're not a doctor what what did you do take go to the university of tiktok yeah idiot you idiot that's right brandon's calling him out tonight man <laughs> Oh, but no, my mom's having knee surgery in a couple weeks to replace her knees. I'll probably have to do that at some point, especially my right knee. Actually, probably my left knee is probably jacked, too, just for overcompensating for a while. I still remember when I was, like, six, uh, 16, 17, recovering from my car accident and, like, that leg break. Um, every once in a while, I'd be taking steps, and my right leg was still building back, like, especially in the knee, was still rebuilding the strength. So every once in a while, I'd give way while I was walking, and I'd do a really funky, like, step. <laughs> Oh, man. It was funny. I haven't, I haven't done that for 15 years, probably. Right? God, I can do... I'm still weirded out by saying I could do something 15 years ago. <laughs> That's what I said uh, during the game, uh, Saturday, the Hell is Real game, when we were talking to Justin. I can't remember what he said, but I'm like, Justin, we've known each other for 20 years. And he's like, yeah, you're right. I'm like, yeah. And I know people I've known for 30 years, almost. What? I'm not 32. I'm still a couple years away from... Outside of, like, you know, my brother, my... Uh... I haven't even known my sister for 30 years. So, like, my mother, you know, people like that. Like, family members that have been around since the beginning. Obviously, I've known them for 30 years because I'm 32. But, you know, I'm only, like, two years away from having, you know, old Chris Catman fucking Thomas there. I've known him for pretty close. We're getting close to 30 fucking years. That's a pretty, uh, that's, that's, that's depressing. <laughs> only should have known that guy for five minutes. Oh, bam Brandon is firing off tonight. Firing off. Firing off. But you know what's not firing off? The Columbus crew right now. Actually, let's talk about the Liverpool game. Liverpool game was whatever. It was uh, pretty shitty. Uh, Trent was horrible. Most of the team was horrible. Uh, but, you know, we were down 1-0. We played like garbage for most of the game. I still can't figure out, though, why Tyrone Mings didn't get sent off in the first half for basically spearing uh, Cody Yakpo with his fucking cleats. Like, 
he had like the indentions on his chest. If you're watching the video right now, you can see my chest. There was cleat indentions all across Cody's chest. And they're like, nah, it's just a yellow card, bro. And it's like, everybody was, yeah, that should have been a red. That is a red. And there's like, no, I don't think anybody arguing was like, yeah, they got the call right. It's like, no, that's a red. And they went and looked at it like, ah, sure. Yeah, yellow, yellow's fine. Horrible. The refs are so pathetic. As bad as they can be in MLS, like, the fact that England thinks they're like the greatest thing that's ever happened to the game of football, or, you know, soccer, or whatever the fuck you want to call it. England thinks they're like God's gift to it. They have the worst fucking officials. It's absurd how bad their officials are. Week in, week out. There's like, and like, then later in the game, there's another reason that even leads into why they're so horrible at their jobs. We scored a um, goal to tie it up, uh, Yakpo again. Um, but there was a part of it where they sent the ball in and it got headed back. Right? Yes. Yeah, so it headed back. Then he got headed back, hits the Aston Villa player who kind of like, you know, tries to block it, goes back and hits Van Dyke. Then it falls back to Yakpo, who then scores the goal. The thing was, if you go off when Yakpo heads it, Virgil's offside. But the fact that Kansa, the center back for Aston Villa, makes an attempt to play the ball, playing his fucking day, playing his day, at least in my mind, what's he doing? He's just going to be staring at the ball when it's in his own box, like, <laughs> you know? He had plenty of time. It was like, well, he was like, you know, he was two feet away. He was like four or five yards away from Yakpo. He's reacting to the ball. And since he hits it, that negates the offside. That's pretty straightforward. But since it's England, England has to be so fucking, you know, we're so cool. It's just like the MLS with all their stupid little rules, like their fucking playoff system and always doing things a little bit different. We have an all-star game over here. It's so fucking wonderful to watch guys play at half speed. It's so it's so interesting, isn't it, guys? It's not. It's garbage. Get rid of all-star games, for the love of God. Um, no. They said, like, well, you know, we uh, Kansa, who did not make a deliberate action to play the football is how the ref saw it. He decided, oh, I don't think he's actually trying to. The fact they left it open to interpretation allows these idiots who are the referees in England to make stupid calls. Like, just mind-blowing. The call in the field was a goal. They went in there and was like, well, I don't think. If your answer to overturning a call that's supposed to be 100%, you have to make like make the decision, okay, um, you know, I'm 100% sure. That's how you overturn calls. That's how it's supposed to be. You have to be 100% sure. You go in there's, I don't think he tried to make a play. I don't think is not 100%, you fucking idiots. Ah, it was stupid. But at the same time, we did not deserve to win this game. So I'm not that upset about it. Upset a little bit about not making Champions League, but, you know, he played like we did for most of the season. We don't deserve that as well. But, but, some poetic stuff happened. Uh, late in the game, Mo Salah, inside of his left foot, puts a nice little ball in, and there's there's the man. The man of my dreams. Bobby Dazzler, Bobby Firmino, one last time at Anfield, puts the ball in the back of the net, 1-1 game. Oh, it was awesome. It was beautiful. Oh, I was so happy. So happy. So happy. Um, Yeah, then after the game, there was the farewell. Bobby's got tears in his eyes, and I've got tears in my eyes, man. I said what I needed to say about Bobby last week. Uh, Nothing has changed. He will be the all-timer. Of all timers, man, he's up there. He's prob he's up there above Bergeron. He's up there above Gerard. He's above, you know. I'm trying to think of other guys who just like meant so much to me sports wise. He's right there with Klopp. It's like Klopp and Firmino. That's who my sports idols are. Those two guys right there, Klopp, Firmino. 
And then right below them, there's like Gerard and there's Bergeron. There's guys like Zdeno Chara. Uh, let's see. Is there any, like the problem is the Reds have been shit most of my entire life. So like anybody I would have loved from them have not really done much. Like you oh like Barry Larkin. Barry Larkin was basically done by the time I actually had memories, like or actually had attachments to stuff. Um, Jerry McNamara when he played at Syracuse would be up there, I guess. I don't know. I just don't give a fuck about basketball anymore. Speaking a little bit about basketball. I should have put fucking money on the Celtics. I should have put money when the Celtics were down 3-0 to come back and win this series. They're down 3-2 right now, but I thought about putting money on it because they lost that game three so horribly. It looked like they completely quit, gave up. It reminded me of when the Yankees beat the shit out of the Boston Red Sox in 2004. It was like 19-8 or something like that. They called it like the Boston Massacre, all that fun stuff. Like, ha-ha, look at that. Look at us putting historical references about, you know, government killing people into our sports. It's awesome. Um, but I remember that, and I remember even thinking then, I'm like, man, I bet the Red Sox. Now they realize, like, you know what, we can't be any worse than we were. So it takes all that pressure. It's like, you know, fuck it. We're so bad right now. Let's just go out there and have some fun, play some games. And they won, you know, they end up winning eight straight, winning the World Series. Um, but I, I had a feeling, like, man, this series goes two, two ways. Celtics get swept or they win in seven. And then they won game five. They fucking trashed the Heat in game six. I guarantee if the Celtics win game, or not game six, I'm sorry, they beat the shit out of the Heat in game five. If they win game six, they win in seven. No problem. No problems. I'm putting it down. I should have put the money down. I wonder what my odds would have been. I wonder how much money I lost out there. Man, I got to start just gambling. I need to start gambling, guys. I need to start, you know, taking the little money I'm getting right now and just gambling it, you know? <laughs> That's a smart decision. It's a rational decision. Take your money and gamble it. It's a great idea. <laughs> oh, if you're short on money, don't, do not gamble. Don't gamble. Don't even waste your money on, like, fucking lottery stuff. Ooh, like, it might win a billion dollars. Yeah, cool, but you could also spend, like, like thousands of dollars trying to win a billion dollars when you're probably not, especially when you don't have a thousand dollars to spend. Excuse me. Oh, man. No, nah, but that was really all I want to say. Uh, Trent was horrible, by the way. I think I mentioned that. Like, he's been so much better since they put him in that weird, like, little midfield right wing back hybrid role that he's been playing. He's been playing so much better. But he was horrible against Aston Villa. Like, really bad. Um, there was one moment that just made me so fucking mad at him. It was late in the game. He puts a ball in. It's way too deep. This is way too deep. Nobody's getting to it. And Martinez just lets it go out for a uh, goal kick. And, like, Trent throws his arms up. Like, why didn't anybody go for that? And I'm just kind of like, motherfucker, that was, uh, once again, a horrible ball. A horrible ball. Like, he was just giving the ball away. We were playing with 10 men most of the game. That's how, that's how bad Trent was. Once again, I love Trent. I feel like I'm singling him out. I'm not trying to single him out. But, you know, he was kind of at fault for the goal. Like, he just kind of lost track of uh, Ramsey at the back post, which has been a problem with Trent. It's just that one little lack of focus, you know? Our defensive system is so keen on everybody doing their job. So, like, when one person doesn't do their job properly, it's, uh, so, you know, he was a little bit at fault. He was mostly at fault there. But, man, his passing was horrible. Overhit, you know, not putting the ball in the right path, not putting the right curve on the ball, not doing the things that he is so good at. Then he puts that in and he throws his arms up. I'm like, even if, like, say they go for it, Martinez just goes and catches it because it's too, the ball's way too high, it's floating, it's an easy ball for Martinez to go get. And it's just like, oh, it's, it was just so infuriating to see him throw his arms up. Like, 
everybody else is the problem. Not my shitty passing has been the problem. <laughs> uh, but sh- talk about shitty. Let's talk about the first the first twenty minutes of Hell is Real. Crew versus Cincy. Great game. It was a very very fascinating game. For twenty minutes, I literally thought I was going to be leaving at halftime because Columbus was so bad. I thought Valencia played uh, really well at the very start of the game. I thought the first like 15 minutes, he looked great. He was making good runs forward. He seemed calm, collected. He seemed like the opposite of the first 20 minutes against uh, LA Galaxy, where he seemed rattled, where he was like just missing balls. But then he gets beat to the byline. They put a ball in. It's just a second runner. Not enough, you know, nobody marking the man. I think it's Acosta. Puts it away. 1-0. And it's like, that was way too easy. Way too easy. Got beat way too easy. Uh, got center backs got sucked way too far in to the goal. Like to the point, I'm like, what are you defending at that point? Are you running to the the like goal line to defend the goal line? You don't need to. I, they needed to hold up a little bit, but you still need a little bit more coverage from the midfield. Um, I think Amundsen was a little bit out of out of his place there, but I I'm trying to remember exactly what was going on before the goal. He may have been a little bit too far upfield to get back. Um, and then second goal was a penalty. The guy behind me was dead set. It's like the worst penalty ever. No, it wasn't. It was a penalty. Like, I guess the biggest way you could make, I guess the biggest argument you could have made is that the contact was initiated outside the box and and carried on into the box. But I really think it was a penalty. It was easy. You put your hands on a uh, attacker in the box. You're asking for it. And Quentin, I think... This God, Quentin was so bad in the first half. He was so bad. He was so bad. Oh, he got much better in the second half. I thought he played much better in the second half. Uh, but he, at the same time, he couldn't have been much worse than he was in the first half. I think my seats, my uh, season tickets, I don't think I really have seen the issues with Quentin's speed. But sitting where we sat for the game this past Saturday, oh, he is actually not very... Yeah, he is fucking lumbering. Um, he was... He had like a five-yard head start and was just getting outran. It was, oh, it was painful to watch. Painful to watch. Give up the uh, penalty. They dispatch it. Um, they made it 3-0, but the guy was obviously offside. A whole bunch of people screaming he wasn't offside. I'm like, he was clearly offside by probably like two, three yards. <laughs> At the same time, Etienne's goal last year against him was like clearly offside, and they let that one go. <laughs> Uh, JR talked to me about that. He was like, man, I was watching highlights from last year. He's like, I forgot how offside he was. He's <laughs> like, yeah. It's like his whole body is. Like, he's just completely leaned forward. It's just, oh, it's so plain, like, plain to see. It was hilarious. Um, nah, but then, they, like I said, they put the third in, but they got called back. And then, um, who scored our first goal? Was it Lucas? Man, how am I forgetting this already? I need to look this up now. Sorry, guys. All I know is, as soon as we scored, I looked at JR and said, that's the most undeserved goal of all time. Because we were so awful in the first half. Like, just really bad. Yeah, it was uh, Lucas. Lucas scored. We were so bad. But, you know, Kucha started getting into the game a little bit more. Lucas got into the game a little bit more. Guys started playing. Started, like, you know, just... Really getting going. Got that first goal. Looked like we were going to get a second goal. Um, but, yeah, it wasn't to be. And then, you know, in the second half we get going. Amundsen, who the guy behind me thought was just the worst player of all time. He's so horrible. It was some stupid kid. Some FIFA kid, probably. 
who thinks, you know, Lucas is the greatest player ever, or Kucha is the greatest thing of all time. Like, I, they are our best players. Lucas has really stepped up. He had that horrible game a couple weeks ago, but he's been, you know, much better since he's been playing since. Um, but, you know, there's that thing where, you know, they let fans decide the man of the match. It's always going to go to Kucho or Lucas. They could be the worst players in the world. They could literally start scoring own goals on purpose and, like, playing against, like, uh, the crew, and they'd still give them the man of the match because, like, they have that, like, blind spot to them where they think they're just the greatest thing ever. He was talking about how it was horrible. He he thinks he could dribble, like, uh, Kucho. I'm like, dude, he's part of a system. He didn't under- He never understood why anything was going on. I'm like... How can people be so passionate about something they know fucking nothing about? You see most of this with American football, of people who are just so like into it and love it and know zero about how the fucking game works. Like, just think it's like I I it's I don't even know. It's like you know watching Joe Burrow overthrow a ball. How could he overthrow that? He's so horrible. It's like you can't make that fucking throw. Oh. Why are we running it on 30 45? I'm like, yeah, because odds are you just throw a pick. Or, you know what I mean? It's like, there's no plan in their head. They have no idea how to think about anything. There's no, like, uh. Oh, I'm forgetting the word again. Jesus Christ. There's no, like, I almost said compromisable thinking. What the fuck does that mean, Brandon? Um. Compromisable thinking? What the hell is that? That's not a thing. Has that ever been said before? Whatever. You know what I mean? They don't have that, like, uh, oh, I had it and I lost it again, man. I am losing my mind tonight, guys. It's a great time. Great time to be alive. Yeah, critical thinking. Yeah, they don't have that critical thinking. There we go. Jesus Christ, Brandon. Come on. They don't have that critical thinking in their brain when they think about, like, sports or anything like that. They they don't know how to strategize. They don't know how to do anything. There's no reason, oh, we got, like, 10 yards of the last play. Why don't they just run that play again? It's like, "Mm, uh." yeah, but the guy behind me was stupid. He was stupid. He thought Amundsen got fouled at the very end of the first half. That was more of a penalty to what happened out here. Nah. Like, not even fucking close. Like, nobody asked for a penalty in that situation except, like, three crew fans and happened to be sitting in front of one. Um, Amundsen was, like, falling over, like, kind of, like, he seemed like he was slipping going into the box and, like, was already down before the, like, since he player was anywhere near him. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, no, but Amundsen got the second goal. Good to see him playing well since his move from uh, New York City FC. Uh, got the second goal. We were playing well. I thought we were the better team for a lot of the second half. And I'm like, man, we might, you know, we might really kind of steal a victory here. And then, I think I talked about it last week or maybe the week before when talking about Schulte. Um about him overplaying and taking some risks as a goalkeeper with the ball at his feet. And holy shit, did it come back to bite us. Uh, take, gets the ball, takes it out to the right side, his right side, and it's just getting closed down. And it's just, this is my issue sometimes when you have these systems that are all about ball retention, is that there's sometimes you lose that common sense of it's much better to lose possession by kicking the ball into the fucking, like, sky, sky it as far as you can out of bounds. You know, just get rid of the ball. Send it into row Z. Or double Z. I don't give a shit. It's much better to do it there than lose possession when you're the goalkeeper. No matter what, he has to get that ball out of bounds. I don't care what system we run. I don't care if he gets screamed at for like 30 minutes in the locker room by Nancy. I don't give a fuck. Put the ball into row Z. Put it out of the fucking stadium. He doesn't. He gets caught in possession. They put the ball right back across. 
Quinton can't get the block in, misses by just a little bit. Maybe, I mean, he had to be over probably another two feet to really have a chance of blocking it without it going into the net. Yeah, so 3-2, really couldn't muster much of anything, except right at the end, we got a really dangerous free kick. Ball went in, Christian Ramirez flicks it onto the back post, Marrera gets a good header, but it's a terrific save, terrific save by the uh, goalkeeper for Cincy, like a really, really great save. Um, Looking at it, I think the ball may have hit the crossbar if he doesn't save it, but he doesn't fucking know that, so it's a, it was a great save. Uh, so it ends up being 3-2. Since he wins, I think it's only their second win in MLS over uh, Columbus. So got the return trip here a couple months away. August? August? JR's not going to be there because he's a little pansy. <laughs> oh, I got to work the next day, man. Well, so do I, pal. So do I. I don't care that you have to go to work like five hours before I do. <laughs> oh, man gonna be a good time then um yeah it was sad i felt bad for schulte i think he's played fairly well the kid guy behind me i don't get where we keep passing back to him who's just gonna give the ball away i'm like there's one point where there was almost a counterattack sprung by fc cincy uh vasquez was going up the right his the right hand side like nobody within like 20 yards of him because like you know just how it all set up i was like oh shit and schulte being you know out on the front foot comes out clears it before he can get to it Really good, you know, kind of that sweeper-keeper role. The guy behind me didn't even... Why is he even that far out? It's like, you literally just saw... You literally just watched why he was that far out. Mind-blowing. Mind-blowing. Critical thinking. Oh, he's that far out just in case they spring a counterattack. For that exact, mm, it was oh, I just wanted to turn around and punch this kid. I think he was probably like sixteen, but at the same point, I think you should be allowed to punch one like you get one time in life. You get one time in life as an adult, you get to punch a teenager right in the face. I think that should be a rule. And by teenager, I mean that like thirteen to seventeen, where it's like illegal to punch them. I think one time in your life, you should be allowed just to give one, just one right in the jaw where you feel their jaw give a little bit. Like, maybe you broke it, maybe you knocked out a tooth, you're not 100% sure, but he's like, no, everything's fine and dandy. He's like, you know what? Odds are, that kid fucking deserved it. There's, like, kids up here in Columbus that really fucking need it. I can't remember what they're fucking called. They go around stealing cars, and they wreck them, and they do it for, like, Instagram likes. And there's nothing to do about them, because they're, like, 16, 17. I'm like, I mean, there's plenty you can actually do about it, if you just fucking wanted to. Um, <laughs> it's like, yeah. But no, just put them in a, I don't know, take them to a... Take him to like an MMA gym or something like that. A gym where guys are training to kick ass. And there's kids who are in that gym who are under 18 and say, hey, here's your punishment. You got to go three rounds with this guy. And if you tap, you like every time you tap or every time you quit after getting knocked out or something like that, you know, you have this much more of a fine. I would like that. That'd be fucking awesome. What are those fucking kids called? I don't know. Whatever. That was one of the rants. I talked about last week going on two rants and I did not. Um, that really should be sports talk. We got three games this week. Uh, we just lost to Pittsburgh last night in the Open Cup. Nobody fucking cares about the Open Cup. MLS doesn't care about the Open Cup. You know, the people who run the U.S. Open Cup really want it to be a thing. I really want it to be a thing, too. I think it's a really cool thing just to have another in-game tournament where all these teams have an option to play, you know, get that exposure. But, you know, obviously, the way American sports runs, there's such a cap on non-major league teams. There's such a, you know... 
popularity cap. You can't get above a certain point. You know, that's, I'll talk about relegation and promotion again real quick. That's why that's so fucking cool. In Europe, you know, like, the guy who helps me with my season tickets for the crew, he's a Brentford fan. Do you think he'd be a Brentford fan if they were not allowed to go above the championship and they couldn't be in the Premier League? No. He wouldn't even know they fucking existed. But the fact that that team could be promoted, the fact that Bournemouth and, like, you know, the teeny tiny town that they are, are in the Premier League for another year, you know, that's awesome. Burnley is a small town. It's, like, not that much bigger than Portsmouth. They're going to be in the Premier League again next season. You know what I mean? Like, there's that dream, like, on, like, the small parks. There's, like, hey, we could start our own football club. And I think it would take, I think the, if it, everything went right and you got promoted every year, it takes, like, 22 years to go from the very bottom to the, to the Premier League. It would take, like, 20, I think 22 years. It was 19 to 22 years in that range. That, that's what you could be working towards. If I just get some friends together and it's like, hey, man, let's start our own, like, uh, you know, own baseball team. Like, the items of interest that Lauren's starting down in Portsmouth that, oh my god, I hate him so much. Items of interest. I gotta punch him in the face. I gotta punch him. I should get one free shot of punching Lauren Keller in the face. (laughs) No, but like, it's just, you know, it'd be for fun. But, you know, we can't take it that far. You know what I mean? We can't go eventually like, man, this thing we started on a playground somewhere just as something to do on a Sunday afternoon and us getting together and just, we're never, like, that thing will never get to be, be able to play the Yankees. Not meaningfully. Maybe an ex- exhibition or something like that, like, if we've got, like, that popular or something like that. No. It's like, there you go. Yeah, here's your cap. You know what I mean? Free market, right? Psych. <laughs> no, but my rants last week that I didn't get to go on. Um, one of them. I know I mentioned it last week. I'm like, I'm going two rants. I didn't do either one of them. One of them is kind of in tune with the fact that I had like this 16-year-old kid who knew jack shit about the game. It's kind of a little bit on the other side. It's uh, kids, kids, like, you know, under 18 years of age should not be allowed to go to professional sporting events. I'm saying it. I'm saying it and I mean it. I'm saying it and I mean it and I'm going to explain why. I'm at the game against the LA Galaxy there's a girl in front of me. I don't blame her. I blame her fucking father. Um, her, she is, I think it's like half hour before the game. I got there kind of early. She's waving like her flag and she's like, you know, they have like that Olympic event where you like actual flag waving. You can do it like a band and stuff like that. She's like practicing with it. Whatever. It's kind of blocking my view, but it's before the game who gives a shit. But periodically throughout the game, she would start doing it again. During the game, like blocking views and stuff like that. Just like having fun with her flag. Once again, I'm not mad at her. I'm mad at her father for buying front row tickets to a game that her and Brian and his kid, who obviously did not give a shit. She didn't care. She didn't care to be there. You know what she wanted to do? She wanted to be at home waving her freaking flag. <laughs> That's what she wanted to do. But yet, Dad's like, I got front row tickets. Let me drag you along because, you know, this is what I want to do, not what the kid wants to do. Isn't that what the whole being a father is? Doing what you're, you know, sacrificing what you want for what your kids want? I don't know. I'm not a dad. That, you know, once again, then you know, I, claim to, I claim not to be a dad for tax reasons. <laughs> I'm funny. Um, wouldn't that be the opposite? Shouldn't I claim to be a father for tax reasons? I don't know. I just watched Sweet D get audited by, on It's Always Sunny. <laughs> and that's what she's trying to do. <laughs> um, no, so she's doing that. She just doesn't care. I got another kid beside me who thinks everything is FIFA. And, like, that's how it works. Is The way you play FIFA is how it works in real life. And I'm just kind of like, man, it's not just that. It's like, um, 
was it the last game JR was up? Or was it the game before that? Maybe it was when Mom was up. I think it was when Mom was up when we played um, Miami. Um, kids got into a screaming contest. Like, one kid sat to my left, one kid sat off to my right, and one would scream, and then the other one would scream to see who could scream louder. And they did this for, like, five minutes. And then a kid up in the second deck decided to join in. And I'm just kind of like, what the hell? And once again, it's parents not saying, hey, don't scream. Don't scream, kid. I mean, you don't have to beat that. You don't have to slap your kid or anything like that. You say, hey, we're not screaming here. You know what I mean? It's just like it's late in the game. They're tired. It's because they're kids. So I think this is what minor league stuff is for. Kids need to go to minor league games. They need to learn how to act properly at a game, be invested in it, understand it, know what's going on, doing all these things. And then at the end, they can get a certificate that says, you're allowed to go professional sporting events now. I think that's what we should do. I think that's what we should do. Get your kids out of my damn face. <laughs> Brandon's a 32-year-old man who just went on that rant. Yes, he did. Yes, he did. And he's proud of it. He's proud of it. We are not beating 45 minutes tonight. I just saw that we were past a half hour already. I don't know, guys. I don't know how to do this show. <laughs> My other rant was about stop signs, four-way stop signs, and the people who like to sit at them when you're obviously coming to a stop and then still sitting there for like three or four seconds after you've stopped before they decide to go. Because, my God, those people need to be locked up. Locked up. Lock them up. In prison. For life. Put them with the lifers. The murderers. Throw them in there. And say, do you want to stop now? Huh? You going to sit here? You going to sit here? You going to get the f*** out of here. Am I right? I don't even know if that makes sense. Don't even know. Whatever, man. But no, it drives me crazy. We're past sports talk, by the way. The crew play Colorado next Wednesday. Play Nashville this Sunday. Then they play Charlotte next Saturday. Dave, myself, and Haley will be there. Haley's calling her Brooch Lorette Party. And that infuriates me. Infuriates me. I hate it. I'm going to punch Dave in the face for the fact that Haley's calling it this. I've threatened to punch multiple people in the face on this show tonight. <laughs> Violence. Um, Broach Lorette. Because I couldn't make it to her actual, like, her and, like, little... Wet, not wedding party. I don't even know what it's called. I guess it's like an, it would have been like an engagement party type thing. Um, her and Brenton had. I couldn't make it because I was at Hell is Real. Um, I don't know if Dave went or not because he's he's the worst. Um, no, so she's like, oh, I want to hang out with you guys. So she had me buy an extra ticket. Yeah, she made me buy the ticket. Couldn't buy her own freaking ticket. I had to buy it. <laughs> yeah, so we're all three of us going to be there. I was able to get the seat right beside my usual tickets. I get to look like a really cool rich man or whatever. I don't know. I won't. I don't think I ever look rich. I don't even think when I'm dressed up at work, I'm like, I look like pretty schlubby. <laughs> no. Nah. But yeah, we're past sports talk now. Let's get into people stopping at stop signs. And mm, I understand when you both kind of come up and let's say they stop like two seconds, like maybe like a second before you stop. And then they're kind of like, oh yeah, you can go. Meh. I mean, technically you got there first. That's kind of infuriating. But whenever I come up and I'm like 40, 50 feet away from the stop sign and you're sitting there and it's obvious I'm slowing down. Obvious I'm slowing down. Like I'm going like 15 miles an hour creeping up to this stop sign. And then I stop and then we sit there 
for three or four seconds before the car's like, mm, I'm like, oh my god, I want to, I'm, I'm going to follow you home. This is going to be the start of a really shitty movie that's made in like 2025 or something like that. Stars like the kid from Twilight, not Robert Pattinson, the other one, the werewolf kid, Jacob Lautner, not Jacob Lautner, Taylor Lautner. He'll be in this movie. Yeah. Or it's going to star, um, What's the kid from Friday Night Lights? The quarterback. The one with the super Texas drawl. Lucas Black. He'll be in that movie. You know? Like him and his kids are in the car. Or so his kids, like eight or nine. And they're driving home and that happens. And the guy follows them back and somehow kills the kid. And he goes on some crazy rampage. And it's a really weird bad movie. And it's got like 5.3 on IMDb or something like that. And somehow, like, I don't know. There's a... There's a female character in there or something. Maybe the lead's a female character. I should write this movie. It sounds shitty enough that somebody will make it. Yeah, but if you're at a fucking stop sign, there's obviously somebody stopping. Just go. Don't sit there. Don't sit there. What are you what are you accomplishing by just sitting there doing nothing? Nothing. We should all be striving to accomplish something every second of the day. And you're failing in that moment because you're a failure. <laughs> Oh, this is the Monster to Pilot Show, guys. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can hear these deranged, lunatic-style rants all the time. All the time! Like, why? It, just, it drives me crazy. One, why does it drive me that crazy? That I have to, like, I can't stop ranting about it. But seriously, it's obvious I'm coming to a stop. Then you sit there, and sometimes they just wave me through. I'm like, you've been here for, like, five, six seconds before I got here. Why are you waving me through? This is not how society's supposed to work. We have rules for a reason. Do you want society to fall apart? No, of course not. So just when it's your turn at the four like stop, like you know, four way stop, just go. Go. Society's better for it when you do that. Especially like if they wave me through when they've been sitting there forever. And I go, I'm like, well, maybe they're, like, getting directions or something on their phone. Like, they're like they're a little bit lost or something like that. I can understand that a little bit. I mean, I'm still raging in my car while it's happening. But I can, like, eh, maybe that's what it is. But I drive through, and then they start, and then they go through. I'm like, why were you sitting there? Why were you sitting there? You're not being nice. You're being an anarchist. And Brandon's no longer an anarchist. He used to be, like, in his early 20s. He thought anarchy would have been fun. Now he's like, eh, yeah, nah. No, one anarchy can never be truly obtained. Um, just like you know, true communism probably can never be truly obtained, just because greed exists and people, you know, it's just those greedy pieces of shit will naturally rise to those positions and steal everything from everybody. And so, you know, whatever, socioeconomic stuff. That's not what Monster Eight the Pilots for. Hopefully, I'm out of that rant. But God damn it, don't sit at. Four-way stops. We're not out of it yet. Sorry. <laughs> let's get out of it. Uh, let's get into let's get into a couple movies I watched. Uh, then we'll talk about From, and then we'll get out of here. Next week will be the return of The Lost Rewatch. So be on the lookout for that. Make sure you're subscribed. Subscribed? What the hell, Brandon? Learn to speak. Anyways. Anyways. Two movies I watched. Went down to Jake's, hung out with Jake. 
Um, he made me watch some stupid shit. He always makes me watch some stupid shit sometimes. But the two movies we watched were good. Um, we watched Pearl, the prequel to X, in which I still find the whole like thing fascinating. They went down to make X in New Zealand. Um, I guess, what's his name? Ty West, the guy who made it, he kind of had this idea kicking around for this one movie and realized it could fit as a prequel to X, him and Mia Goth, who starred in both movies. Um, realized, like, helped him write quite a bit of it. So they decided, let's just see if we can get this made while we're down here. And the studio said, yeah, sure, why not? And that's not usually how things work. So yeah, they made, like, two movies, they finished up X, and then decided, hey, let's just go ahead and make Pearl. And they got to. And Pearl was, I think I liked Pearl more than X. I'd have to rewatch X, and probably have to rewatch Pearl just to know. I just like the visual style of it. It's very reminiscent of like uh, Wizard of Oz. It had that golden era, like the golden, what they call it, the golden era film or, you know, cinema. That like late 30s, once like Colorstein, like Wizard of Oz, uh, all those type of films, like very colorful, very vibrant, very um, technicolor, you know, so that everything was kind of cool. Uh, story-wise, it's a fucked-up take on a Disney movie. It's a Disney movie, but just going in a slightly different direction. And I thought it was really cool and interesting. It's not that big of a cast. There's only like five or six characters. It's super fucked up in its places because ultimately this is, you know, if you've watched X, it's the, the you know, don't want to spoil it too much. Uh, if you've watched X... Um, the character from that, the old woman from that, is Pearl. So, yeah, you get to see her kind of fucked up beginnings. On the farm, wanting to be a star, wanting to be a singer. You know what I mean? If you're seeing weird lights going on over here, I've got Buffy the Vampire Slayer on, which is a great show. I'm watching it now because the next movie we'll talk about. But Pearl was wonderful. I think I liked it more than X. I can't remember what I gave X as a rating, but I give Pearl... Probably like B plus A minus. I really liked it. Like I said, it just the look of it was great. The feeling of it was great. Like I said, the whole kind of this is a Disney movie that's not that doesn't end like a Disney movie. Not everybody's happy in the end. There's no fucking singing birds helping you put shit away or whatever happens in Snow White. I can't remember them all, but whatever. So yeah, I won't spoil it. I don't want to spoil it because they are pretty new movies. So. I don't want to, you know, go in and watch those movies. They're really well made both ways. One's a slasher movie. This one's different. I guess they're doing a sequel called Maxine. Um, I think that should be coming out this year. I'm not 100% sure. Um, and I know Ty West has talked about making all these movies distinctly, like, stylistically different and kind of encapsulating a certain era. Like, you know, he was obviously inspired with X by, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre and, like, you know, those type of slasher movies, that kind of, like, West Texas, kind of empty field, you know, country house, all that. So he's obviously inspired by, like, Texas Chainsaw Massacre was probably the biggest, like, stylistically um, relevant film for that to, like, kind of borrow from. This one, obviously, I think Wizard of Oz was probably, like, the biggest influence on this one. Uh, so I'm kind of interested to see what he kind of pulls from for Maxine. Um the second movie we watched, Jake decided, to, like, oh, let's watch this movie. And Jake is 50-50 with his movies. Sometimes it's like, oh, this is pretty interesting. Let's say 33-33-33. One-third of the time, it's like, oh, this is really good. Uh, one-third of the time, we shut it off about 20 minutes in. And one-third of the time, it's like, he's kind of invested. I'm like, this movie kind of sucks. But whatever. It's watchable. 
But this one was in the first third, which was awesome. This movie was great. 2013, it's called Coherence. It's a sci-fi psychological movie. And I knew nothing about it going in. Um, if you want to watch it, I would recommend it. There's not, like, of the people in it, the only person I recognize, and the reason I'm watching Buffy, Nicholas Brendan. He's the guy who plays Xavier in Buffy. You know, the nerdy friend. Um, he's the only one I knew. Like, the other ones I'd have to, like, maybe I've seen him in something. One was, like, a Miss Universe way back in the 80s. Um... Yeah, everybody else, I'm like, I don't think I've seen him in anything. Uh, but everybody was good. Um, it's very minimalistic, as in everything's shot in, like, one room for the most part. There's a couple of outdoor scenes. Um, I think all the dialogue, if, I, if I'm thinking correctly, was all basically ad-libbed. So they had, like, hey, this is what's going on. What's What you guys are talking about, though, is completely up to you. You guys just kind of, you know, you have freedom to kind of do what you want. So they kind of did that. It was like all about dinner party and stuff like that. Um, I thought it was fantastic. I would recommend this wholly. It's a fun movie. Me and Jake laughed at it quite a bit. Not because it was bad, but because it kept blowing our goddamn minds. <laughs> um, so if you don't want to be spoiled, I'm about to spoil it. Um, if you don't want to, I would recommend watching it before you can listen to this part. You can always come back and listen to this. We'll have the timestamps, all the cool stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd highly recommend this. You can get it on – it's on Amazon Prime. You can watch that. It's like, it was made for like $50,000, so it's like not super high – no no real budget to speak of. So it has that really cool indie like look and feeling. Um, and they also get to use like really cool technical tricks to kind of signify things that are going on in the film. And yeah, it was, it's, it's, it was really fucking cool. So with that out of the way, let's spoil a little – let's do a little bit of spoiler stuff. We're going to spoil it up, guys. We're going to have a little spoiler action. <laughs> That's my spoiler talk. You know how I used to do sports talk? Sports talk. This is my spoiler talk voice. It's not great. It's something I'm working on. And I'm, I'm probably not going to work on that. Whatever. Shut up, Brandon. Anyway, in this movie, uh, girl's going to this dinner party with all these friends. Um, one of her boyfriend's ex-girlfriend shows up with another guy for the dinner. Um, whatever. There's a comet passing over at the same time. And there's these little cuts to black throughout the whole movie. Um, I thought I had, like, an idea of what they were, but now I kind of lost it in the past couple days. I'm going to have to rewatch it just to, like, kind of remember what I was thinking. Because there's this random, like, this hard cuts to black. And then it, like, kind of picks up a few minutes later. Um, I think it might be... Because this movie deals with parallel universes quite a bit. And I think it might just be you bouncing in between these universes before they kind of converge into this one spot. Because at a certain point, the lights go out. And there's only one house on the block that has lights... So two of the guys are like, hey, we're gonna go over there because my, you know, my brother's a physicist, and he said if anything's going, uh, if anything's weird during the comet, um, get in touch with me. So he's like, I want to go over there and use their phone because everybody's phones are out, um, they don't have, you know, the internet's out, all this stuff. So he's like, maybe their phone's working. So I'll go over there. They go over there. They eventually come back once cut, and eventually he says, what I saw there was our dinner party. So he went over there, and he went to the same exact house he was at. But that house is actually over there. And, oh, it was pretty cool. And then they're, like, talking and talking. Then you realize these two guys are not the guys who left. These are different guys who are them because they're from a different universe. And, oh, it was so cool when they revealed that. Uh, one guy decides he's going to, like, oh, man. There's a part. 
Uh, they keep saying there's a one spot that's like darker than the rest of the dark outside. And like going through there, that's basically, I guess, what would they call that? That wouldn't be Event Horizon. That has to do with black holes. But basically, you go through that and you come out into a different universe. And I kind of realized there's like nine million or something like that, nine billion or I can't remember, uh, universes interacting together at one time. And like you can, you could go through it. There's no guarantee you come back to the right one. It starts getting really trippy. It's so fucking cool. Um, there's a part where one girl goes to her car to and to get something because they hear like um, somebody's window got bashed out. And uh, they go outside to see what's going on. Uh, she goes to her car and she gets this ring and her boyfriend's standing there. And she's like, oh, hey, I got this ring. He's like, oh, yeah, they're talking. And then um, she's like, oh, it was like everything okay with uh, – shit, I can't remember the guy's name. Is everything okay with his car? And he's like, what are you talking about? And he's like, you know, somebody just mashed out his window. And the two of them and you as the viewer realize at the same time, which is always great, when you realize something with the characters in real time, that these two – are not from the same universe. Like, so what happened in his universe is different than what happened in hers. And they, they had this, like, really long, like, this moment of this, like, oh, shit. And, oh. And then when she comes back inside, the lighting is slightly different, is what I noticed. And I'm just like, man, the lighting's different. And I realized, oh, okay, she went to a different house. And, like, she finally realized that to herself. She's like, oh, shit, I'm not in the same place I left. And, oh, yeah. And then Nicholas Brendan, um, one point he's like, oh, I've got this idea. I'm going to try to keep – he's scared that his other version of himself – because he only thinks at that point there's only one other version and that he eventually realized there's millions of versions out there. There's only one other version of himself out there. That's what he thinks. So what he's going to do is to keep – because he's thinking he needs to go over there and kill him because they think that, like, that's the way to kind of – when the uni- these multi-universes all collapse together, that's the way the only guarantee that he's going to be able to live is that he has to go kill them. So he's like, okay. Or it's like, but one guy's like, no, we just don't need to interact with them. He's like, well, it's like, but if I'm thinking that I need to go kill him, that means he's thinking he's got to come kill me. It starts getting, like I said, it gets fucking trippy. It's fucking awesome. Um, and he runs over, he's like, okay, I'm going to go over there. I'm going to leave him a note that only he will understand so he'll know to stay away. And when he comes back, he's obviously super drunk. And it took me like a few seconds where like, I'm like, man, he, why does he seem so much more drunker than he left? And it started hitting me like, because he's not the same fucking guy who left. It was so cool. It was so cool. The movie doesn't wrap itself up like great with some storylines. It kind of sets up because um, it ends up kind of focusing on one girl for the last like 10 minutes of the movie. So it doesn't really settle those and it leaves it a nice little cliffhanger. It, I just thought like, for what it was, it was so much better than it had right to be. Like I said, it was super low budget, psychological, just really fun, breezy watch. Like, it was over before, like, you, you didn't want it to be over already. It's like, oh, shit, I kind of want to live in this space a little bit more. It was so interesting. Uh, I could not recommend it enough. I'd probably give it an A-, minus, A, A, A-. Minus. Like, just, just the enjoyable factor was great. Like, there's, like, some issues, like, I have with, like I said, how the storyline's kind of wrapped up towards the end. It felt like some things had gotten cut off and... You kind of get like this, uh, I don't want to go, I don't know. The girl, she starts like kind of interacting with all the other interviews, universes and seeing what's going on. And like in most of them, it's like people, they're all just like screaming at each other and arguing. And like there's one like, who are you fucking people? <laughs> and then there's one where they have two of Nicholas Brendan tied up together. <laughs> and like, oh, it was cool. And it was like, it was like cool when they represent like all these little choices we make that can separate, like 
calls a different universe. It's that many worlds theory, which, you know, the universe is so vast and infinite that there is another version of you out there, but in that universe, you made one different decision. Like, I decided tonight not to review this movie. So there's another universe created because of that. I decided to not say this word right now. Now a new universe has been created. You know what I mean? Like, this kind of that crazy, impossible to really wrap your mind around that idea. Um... But there's like that whole belief that's what what's going on out there. And if I'm thinking, yeah, if I'm thinking correctly, there's another physicist who talked about this who said that if that is true, that if every single decision in our lives creates a new universe, there is a universe in which you are immortal. Because, and I was like, like just the idea of that is fucking almost gives me a nosebleed. Because every single day something has to be different. So there's every single day you have to live. So every if everything is possible all the time, there's a infinite possi- there's a possibility that you will live every single day. I can't talk about it because my nose is about to fucking start bleeding because it's making my brain go wrinkling my brain. That's what's going on. My brain is getting wrinkled right now. That's wild. That's wild to think about. Like people who can think on kind of the cosmic scale of things just they are so fascinating to me. I can't wrap my head around stuff like that. When they start talking like billions and stuff like that, you just, I just cannot wrap my head around that idea. Just, it's just not there. I just don't have the makeup to think in that way. So people who can just fascinate me because it's just, I knocked the book over. Um, it's just, it's so fascinating to kind of think in that way. Like, at the speed of light, faster than the speed of light, um, the universe, we can see 13 million years ago, or 13 billion years ago to when basically right after the universe just started. It's like, ah, uh, what? What? Like, oh, you know, oh, a supernova is going on. That supernova actually happened 5 million years ago. It's just that that thing is 5 million, you know, light years away from us. Oh, I'm starting to blink a lot. Oh, and so we're only just now getting it. Even though it happened five million years ago, and it's like, uh, uh, that's why conspiracy theories are so prevalent, because you, people you just can't wrap your mind around that idea. I just, you know, I just think it's like, the fact you can't. It's it's fascinating. This movie was fascinating. I thought it was pretty well thought out for most of it. Um, I'm trying to think if I could think of any issues off the top of my head. I think there's sometimes there was a couple times <laughs> me and Jake were joked about it, like where like a big thing kind of happens, and they're like, "Oh my god, oh shit!" Like I'd be losing my mind, and like, "Let's go get a drink," and they all just kind of go off, and they kind of continue their dinner party in a way. <laughs> it's like, uh, "There's some big shit happening here. What are you guys doing?" And then there's another funny one. It turns out like the thing that Nicholas Brennan was trying to keep his other self from revealing or keep himself from hurting himself. Is that he slept with his best friend's wife. They're both at the party and they're married. And obviously, because, you know. But it was, I think it was before they got married. I can't remember. I, I don't remember that part right now. Um, and he was like, because there's no, uh, the one guy is mad at him. yelling. He's like, there's no way my best friend would have slept, slept with my wife. And he's like, well, listen, like, if this all happened tonight, like, like all these universes are started tonight. And every single one of them, I slept with your wife. <laughs> the way you handle that so the guy punches him in the face and they get him out of the room and then one of the other universes nicholas brendan comes in the door and starts beating the shit out of me too <laughs> he 
shit is weird, man. It was so fucking cool. Oh, I looked at Jake at one point. I'm so glad you threw this on, man. It was awesome. It was really good. Coherence. I think I said 2013. Probably couldn't be that much more than an hour and a half long. I just thought it was really good. It was really good. So watch that if you have not. Oh, into spoilers for Coherence. And now we're into From, episodes four and five of season two. We're halfway through the season. I'm going to talk a little bit about that and some of the issues I have with that. Um, two pretty solid episodes. You know, season episode four, we kind of dealt with um, the fallout from a first season event, which was Kenny's dad's death, which was caused by Sarah leaving the door open. Um... You know, Sarah showed up at the end of season, uh, episode three. I keep wanting to say season. Episode three, Kenny's dealing with it. She eventually reveals to him that, you know, she killed his dad and that Boyd knew about it. Um, Boyd tries to kind of plead with Kenny. He's like, you don't understand what's going on here. Sarah has this attachment to this place that might be able to get us out of here. Doesn't that seem more important? Um, some issues I had with it is that, you know, Kenny and his mom take his dad to the clinic for him to stay because he almost lets the things in because, you know, he has dementia and he's kind of, he gets confused and he thinks his brothers are outside when they're trying to get in. And his, and his dad's like, you stay with me. You stay with me. And he's like, oh, we can't. I'm like, why actually can you not stay with him? Like, it's not like the clinic was teeny tiny. It's a pretty big spot. It's almost like a rec center in a way. I guess not. I mean, it's just like, it's got plenty of space. Why can't you just move into it with him? You know? Seems like it would have solved a lot of problems. But, eh, you know, I, I don't know anything. Yeah, it seems like they had to stay at their home. They're like, you don't have to. It's not like the town's that big. You know, because, like, uh, his mom runs the diner. It's not like the town's super big or anything like that. She can go there. It's like, what? also, why don't they just live in the diner? I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. Whatever, man. But then, the other issues I sometimes have... But what I like about the show is sometimes characters will do stupid things or make a stupid decision. But like 80 to 90% of the time, somebody starts doing something stupid or says something kind of stupid or starts thinking in a stupid way, somebody immediately calls them out for being stupid. And it was, I'm kind of like, that's pretty refreshing for a show. Usually people just allow stupid things to continue to happen and not do anything about it. But you got the hard ass from the bus. Um, he's causing problems at Colony House because, you know, Colony House is kind of this, like, kind of a commune-type feeling. Every, you know, nobody's got property here. It's all for the greater good. We all share. And he doesn't want to share. He beats the shit out of some guy because he the guy who's going through his bag. And then uh, Donna is like, hey, you know, this is what we do here. And he's like, well, tough shit. You know, if you uh, go through my stuff, I'll slap the shit out of you is what he says. You know. And that guy is from Reacher. I could not think of what I knew that guy from. The hard ass is in the TV show Reacher. If you have not watched Reacher on Amazon, watch Reacher. It is really fucking good. It is really good. It's excellent. Excellent. I'm so glad they made Reacher into what he's supposed to be, which is like this 6'5 behemoth of a man, not five like my height fucking Tom Cruise. You know what I mean? I like I like the Reacher movies with Tom Cruise. I'm just saying. Reacher is supposed to be like 6'5, like, you know, built like a fucking dump, like a, a Mack truck running people over. He's a monster truck of a man. You know? It's better that way. Anyways. The, that guy was in Reacher. Because every time I saw him, I'm like, I know him from something. I just never bothered to look it up. But I put Reacher on the other night. And I was like, oh shit. That's where I know him from. Anyways. Um, 
And he's like, you know, you know, don't touch my shit. And my whole thing is like, kick him out? If he's not going to live by the rules, I mean, Boyd just called him out for this because he wanted to keep his own, the guy wanted to keep his own gun. Boyd's like, you know, citizens don't carry guns here. Like, we don't carry guns. You don't get to carry guns. It makes people nervous. You don't get to carry them. And he makes it his way. He's like, you know, if you don't like that, go live in the fucking woods then because you're not allowed to stay here if you want to carry your gun around. Now in Colony House, he wants to be not living by their rules, and she's mm, and she's kind of like all mad about him. Like, tell him to get his shit and get out. And then what happens? She starts talking to Fatima, and Fatima is like, you know, well, maybe you should make some concessions. She's like, nah, fuck this. She grabs an axe, goes in there, and like almost takes a swing at him with a fucking axe. Terrifies him. He's like, you know, you follow me. Takes him. He's like, you live on the fucking bus now. I'm like, ah, smart decision. Smart decision. Oh. But my biggest issue with this show is 10 episodes a season. We're halfway through se- the second season. I'm not 100% sure what Hardass's name is. I have no idea who the bus driver's name is. I'm not 100% sure what the old lady's name is. Like, the new characters. I don't think they've said bus driver's name. unless they- Maybe it's on a name badge, I just haven't noticed. But nobody said it, I don't think. And I don't think anybody has said anything about, you know... Uh, Douchebag's name. I don't think anybody has said their names. We're halfway through this season, and we haven't technically learned anything about them. And some people seem kind of stuck in neutral. Once again, we're halfway through the season. Like, what's Jim doing? I get he kind of like now dealing with the fallout of hearing the voice on the radio. But once again, like, it's just like the kind of... I talked about a little bit when uh, Victor and Jade got together, finally. It's like, for almost half this show's run, Jade has been looking for Victor. Like, you know what I mean? Like, kind of having to think about that in that sense. Like, we're 50% through the season, and I'm not even sure what some people's goals are for this season. Like, you know, we finally got a little bit more here in Episode 5. I'll talk about here in a second. But yeah, that's kind of been my thing. Is like, you know, I don't know certain people's names, not because I don't watch attentively. It's just they're not – either if they're said, they're said once and not reinforced at any point. So I don't know. It's kind of odd. But, yeah, like I said, you get the moment where uh, Kenny throws down his uh, – badge and says, you know, watch your own six. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not that big of a fan of Kenny. And I'm, like, in the next episode, you deal with more of the fallout with Sarah and everybody realizing Sarah's back because Kenny immediately tells everybody that Sarah's back. You know, Sarah tried to kill uh kid. What's the kid's name? No, I mean, sound like an idiot. Not Thomas. Thomas is the other son that died. Yeah, but, you know, they're all upset that he's not doing anything about it, and he's he's protecting her, he, that Boyd's protecting her. Um, we get a nice little moment with Victor and Jade. Victor finally kind of reveals what's going on. Um, a little bit about what's going on. There's a lot of... This episode, I wrote it down here, that we got some what's, but we didn't get why's. Not a bad thing. Not a bad thing. We got some of what's a little bit of going on. But we didn't get a lot of why is it going on. Like, we got a little bit more of what's going on with Jade seeing the symbol everywhere. And we didn't get the why he's seeing the symbol or what that's going to truly mean. Um, Victor just says the guy who saw it last time that Jade's been trying to find the answers for. Seems like he let... He basically got the whole... He told the monsters where everybody hid because that was before the talismans. And that got everybody killed except for uh, Victor whose mother told him to hide somewhere else. Hide somewhere new tonight. That's what she told him. And that's how he survived. 
So there's like the implication that that's happening with Jade. I do think that's going to actually pay off in a way. I think, in my opinion, there's going to be a massacre at the end of the season, and we're going to lose quite a few people. I think we'll probably lose Donna. We probably lose. We might even lose Boyd at this point this season. I don't think Harold Perino is going to be around that long. I think we could lose quite a bit. Uh, I think we'll see Ellis kind of take the mantle of his father. I think that's kind of the plan. Um, we might lose either Tabitha or Jim. It's going to be a while. I think it's going to be pretty crazy, and I think it's Jade's going to be the cause of that. I think he's going to succumb to it. Succumb to seeing this thing driving himself crazy or whatever happens with this symbol. I think that's what's going to go on. You have a brutal scene, a brutal scene in this episode, where Kid meets uh, Sarah and says, I'm not scared of you. Because I'm not scared. I think he's like, I'm not scared of monsters or something like that. Like, he fucking, oof, it was brutal. He puts two shots directly in her chest on that one. It was tough. I'm like, jeez, kid. Light off the fire. My God. And he also gives her one mean look towards the end of the episode. <laughs> you have uh, Kenny. Uh, Sarah goes to try to get her brother stuff. She's looking for this little ornament that her brother kept with him that, like, their mother made for him. And uh, she goes to talk to. Uh, Kenny's mom, and obviously Kenny's mom is also mean to her because obviously Sarah got her husband killed, so I would be kind of mad, but she does it in the proper way. She's like, you know, here's your stuff. Because she, she still does the right thing. She's not cruel. Like, you took from me. You took from me. She kept saying, you took from me. But she still gives her back her brother's stuff. Then she goes outside, and Kenny's there, and Kenny flips out, and you know, dumps her shit out, then grabs the ornament from her, and goes, oh, is this important to you? And throws it and smashes it. I'm like, Fuck Kenny. Fuck Kenny. Like, you get it. Like, yeah, she killed your fucking dad. But, I don't know. You're just being cruel. Like, I don't, I just don't believe in being cruel. Now, obviously, they're in a place that's so fucking cruel to them all the time that, obviously, it's just like a breaking point. But, man, I don't know. I was like, fuck off. Can you just go ahead and die, Kenny? <laughs> I don't know. Kenny's just never really... I've not connected with that character. He's got the little lovesick storyline with the... What's-her-face... Tabitha? Not Tabitha. Tabitha's the mom. Why am I not remembering these people's names? Ugh. I don't know. Why am I not remembering these people's names? But she's got her own thing going on with her drug addict uh, ex-girlfriend, which was obvious. But they had that thing at the end. You had the old lady, who I still don't know the name of, who I don't think is... I think it's Tilly. Maybe it's Tilly. I think she said her name. Um, who reveals... I think she's got cancer. She has, like, liquid morphine. And she gives it to him. Like, by the time I need it, you know, whatever. I think... I have a theory with Tilly, and I'm pretty sure Tilly is a spy for whoever is controlling what's going on. Like, the way she, when she shows up and the way she shows up is always a little odd and off. She's always pushing characters into situations. She's always pushing people to go do something. Like, you know, she goes up to Boyd in, in episode four. And she's like, oh, you won't find him there. He went over to the church. You know, it kind of pushes him into that kind of conflict. Um, she mentions to uh, our doctor and her girlfriend, why am I not remembering their name? Um, she's like, oh, that Sarah girl's back, by the way. And it's like, I don't know, just the way she kind of presents things is kind of odd and weird. And she has like this weird thing about it that's very reminiscent of what these monsters kind of are, which is like always smiling and always explaining. Kind of fucking creepy. This show is really good at creepy. Like, really good at creepy. 
like, because the opening of this episode is douchebag in the in the uh, bus. He's in the bus, and they're knocking at the window, and eventually he goes up, and he almost opens the door because he's so fucking pissed because he's just raging all the time. Raging white man. Terrifying. Um, and they go, like, oh, yeah. And he's like, oh, you think this is fucking scary? And they keep, like, they walk away, and he, now he's pissed that they're walking away, and they keep turning around. they got these fucking looks on their face. There's a part with Tabitha. She goes to summon the little kids outside of the uh, cave, and then they show up, and they keep saying, I can't remember the word. It's a word I could never find. I'm like, maybe that means something. Maybe that's a hint. But I couldn't find any meaning on the word. It's like Angui or something like that. Angui? Angui? It was like A-N-G-H-K-O-O-E-Y. I think is how it's spelled on the show in the subtitles. Um, and they come and surround them. And they come them, like these ghostly little kids emerging from the woods. <laughs> Gives me a little little shiver up my spine. Uh. Oh, man. No, but I think show's still good. I think I had like my little complaints about things, like mostly like where's Ellis been? I think that's like back to back weeks with no Ellis. Like Fatima had like one like one little scene last week and nothing this week. Like that's that's my issue with ten episode seasons of shows. Unless you have a really streamlined show where you only have like six, seven, eight main characters, at the most, like people get left behind so much. So when you have this kind of big uh, ensemble cast, I mean, not, you're talking. So you got like Victor, Jade. You got you know Jim, Tabitha, the kids. You've got Ellis, Boyd, Donna, uh, douchebag Elgin, who I like Elgin a lot. I like how he, you know, even though Sarah, by the way, Sarah uh, is a nut job, he still goes to help her in the end because he's a good fucking person. And I still want to know. I I don't know. I have a feeling that Elgin has actually been in this place before. They said he had the dreams. I think he actually knew where he already was. That was my. That's the way I took from it in the opening episode was that he actually has. He actually got out of this town before. I don't know. That's my idea. We met twelve people. I just said Sarah. I don't think I mentioned Fatima. So I'm at like thirteen people already, and I'm probably missing quite a few people. You have bus driver, bus driver lady, um, old lady. Oh, yeah. Nurse and girlfriend. We're at like 16, 7 characters that this show is kind of is juggling right now. And they only have 10 episodes to try to juggle them. So people keep disappearing for episodes. Like, Ellis disappeared quite a bit in the first season, too. Um, and so it feels like this show really needed 12, 13 episodes a season. That's my opinion. I think that's where shows need to kind of sit, is 12, like 13 episodes. I th- that's where shows should be sitting. Especially when you have these big a cast. It needs to be 12 to 13 episodes. Like, somehow Game of Thrones pulled it off, but they just were able to steal from the books as much as possible, and that's why it worked so well early. Then after they got past the books, you realize, oh, shit, uh, Dan and Dave have no ability to create their own story. They can only adapt, you know, because that was an atrocity towards the end. Hopefully, From doesn't turn into that. But... Like I said, I think we got some solid answers about what's a little bit going on, especially with the Jade stuff. Um, the Sarah stuff is kicking up. I still think I don't think Sarah's going anywhere. She f- kind of feels like I, I, there's a redemption arc going on there, and I don't think it's ending anytime soon. Yeah, we also got Father Cotri in episode four, and he really should still be on the show, in my opinion. I really like Father Cotri. I don't think it was his time at all. So. But what do I know? I've never written a TV show. Though I do have some good ideas for one. 
like one about um uh, I don't even know. <laughs> I had that one about the pub. I had like three different ideas for the pub. One was well, one was called Gutterland. I had a show called Gutterland. That was like the idea of it. If you ever watched This Is England, it was very reminiscent of that. It was like supposed to encapsulate a certain point of time for like kind of Southern Ohio or something like that. Probably like the like kind of the you know the opioid imp- epidemic of the late 2000s, early 2010s, like when it was like really fucking rough to live in Portsmouth, like where you know a lot of people would lose friends, like multiple friends, every single year, like to it. You know, I lost family members to it. You know, I lost friends to this shit. And I kind of encapsulating that kind of time and space and trying to capture kind of a political climate as well, which is that what This Is England's so well at. Call it Gutterland. It's a lyric, it's a song from Red City Radio, which I've always fucking loved. I think the idea of Gutterland sounds so fucking cool. It's just, it's just the gutter. It's just where the, it's just where all the trash ends up, man. Gutters. Yeah, Gutterland, bro. That's right. I came up with that. I'm so fucking cool. And by I came up with that, I stole it from Red City Radio because that's what I do as well. I'm a fantastic thief. Ah, but whatever. Is that everything? I think that's everything. Yeah, I think the past two episodes have pretty much bees for From. Everything's pretty much B so far this season. Maybe things get a little bit better on rewatch. Um, Yeah, I think things are cool. Things are cool. This episode ends with Boyd going to talk to Kenny's mother. About what? I don't know. I don't know, man. Anyways, ladies and gentlemen, that should be the Monster 8 to Pilot Show tonight. Thank you so much for tuning in. I know I said 45 minutes. We're at an hour and 15 minutes. That's the Brandon Monovan special for you. So thank you once again for tuning in. If you like what you've heard, spread the good word. Anywhere podcasts are available, you can catch this show. Make sure you like it, you share it, you subscribe it, and you support it. Any way possible, man. You have a friend, you're like, you know what? This guy also thinks kids under 18, like from 13 to 17, should be punched in the face one time. That we all should get one time to punch one of them. If you know people like that, and they're not me, show them this podcast. (laughs) If you also think kids should not be allowed at professional sporting events, Brandon is a psychopath. If you also hate four-way stops, show them this episode. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll be back next week. We'll have Lost Rewatch. Season four is going to start up. Uh, with it being, I'm thinking about going to two episodes because it is, you know, since season four is like 13 episodes, 12, 13 episodes, I might just go two episodes at a time. Because that gives me. Because then there's not the unfair part because we're coming up on the constant, which, if I'm thinking correctly, is episode four of season four. I think. I think. It might be episode five. I'll have to figure that out. Um, because it's going to be so unfair to the other episode. If it's, if, like, say I do my three episodes and it is episode four, it'd be the first episode of three I got to talk about. And I'm going to talk about The Constant a lot. Because it's up there with, like, the greatest episodes of television of all time. You name an episode, I'll put The Constant up against it. No fucking problems. Um, yeah, we'll get into the Lost Talk again next week. I'll review the latest episode of From... We'll have some crew talk. I think we'll have like three games to talk about with the crew. Right? Yeah, we'll have three games. Three games. No, I'll have two games and I'll be previewing one because that's how time works. 
Um, other than that, if you want to be on the show, let me know. If you've got questions, let me know. Answers, let me know. You know, you know, you know what you gotta do. Send an email to the monster at the pilot at Gmail. Um, I set up my TikTok through it, so I had to get through all the fucking notifications TikTok sending me every single day. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. Check this out. I thought TikTok was dying. I thought it was dead. Like a month ago, I was like, oh, TikTok's about to go away. Um, yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know anything about anything. And I hope this show helps you also learn nothing. That's my mission statement right there. I hope you learn nothing. <laughs> All right, ladies and gentlemen, I'll see you later. Thank you so much once again. Peace out.